Hello everyone, I'm George Jardine, Pro Photography Evangelist at Adobe Systems. With this podcast, I'm kicking off a brand new series of mini-tutorials, with each one designed to be very short, sweet, and to the point. To keep them interesting and easy to watch, I'll generally either focus on just one feature in the develop module, or on a short series of steps that I've taken to correct a single photograph. What's my motivation? From the very beginning, our goal with Lightroom has been to create an entirely new application that helps you make your photographs look their very best. This means creating a new set of controls that are powerful, easy to use, and intuitive. How do I know that we're on the right track? Well, for me personally, each time I sit down to correct a photograph that I may have worked on in Photoshop or one that I had previously printed, I'm amazed at how much better they look when coming out of Lightroom and how easy it is to get a result that I actually like better. Developing your color correction skills definitely takes time. There's no other way to do it except just to work through lots of examples. And so that's what I hope to do with this new series of mini tutorials. In the coming months, we'll just walk through some examples together and learn about the controls one by one as they apply to a wide variety of photographic situations. And I think you'll find that the develop module is really not difficult to master after all. Today I'm going to start in the library. We're going to take a look at the compare mode and how you might use Quick Develop to help you make a decision about a series of photographs when comparing them. I think a lot of people are confused about what role the Quick Develop panel plays in the library, so I hope this mini tutorial helps clear that up. I also think the compare mode is an interesting feature that's often overlooked as a way to help you find your best photo. This is a series of photographs that I took of Helga last year during our shooting trip to Iceland. The sun was setting directly behind her, and to fill in the front, I used a small ring light flash. If I double-click here in the grid to go into loop view and use my navigator, I can quickly zoom up to one-to-one -to, -one to check focus. Nice, huh? I can also see the tiny reflection of the ring light in her eye. If you're just bumping in a little fill and it isn't too bright, the overall effect of the ring light can be pretty nice. Releasing the mouse takes me back to the loop view, and Pressing the G key takes me back to my grid. Now, today I want to step through this series of 11 photos and find the best shot. Lightroom gives you several ways to go through your photos to evaluate and rank them with ratings, flags, or whatever. But for a short series like this, I usually use the compare mode because it allows me to use a really simple method of elimination where I just put two photos side by side and choose the best one. It's that easy. So with this first photo in the series selected, I'll just press the C key to jump into the compare mode. And I'll just press the tab key to hide my side palettes so I have the largest possible view of the first two photos in the group. Notice down here in my film strip that Lightroom took the selected photo and put it here on the left into a space we're calling the select. And it's taken the second photo in the series and it's put it here on the right side into a slot we're calling the candidate. From there, it's a relatively simple matter of using my arrow keys to walk through the photos. Watch down here in the film strip as I use the right and left arrow key to walk up and down the photos in my quick collection. Now, it's also important to notice that the compare mode has its own sort of secondary selection logic, which is used for ratings, flags, keywords, and for your quick develop settings. When you're working in the compare mode in Lightroom on your own machine, you'll see a little white line around the current select. It's a bit difficult to see it here in this reduced version for the tutorial, but you'll see it when working on your own machine. The white border indicates which photo is active for all those functions, except, and this is important, except for the arrow keys. So, for instance, if I press a number key right now, say number three, 
this will apply a rating of 3 to the select, which is the active photo. And if I click over here to the candidate to make it active, and then type, say, a number 4, Lightroom will mark the candidate with a rating of 4 stars. But no matter which side I have active in the compare mode, the left and right arrow keys always step the candidate photo up and down through the selection or the source, like this. It's independent of the active photo in compare mode. I can always use the zoom slider here in the toolbar to zoom both photos up or down to check for critical focus or details. Again, clicking on the active photo will always take me back to the full loop view. Okay, we're finally ready to begin. Starting with my first two photos, I don't really see that much that's better about this one, the current candidate, over the current select. So I'm just going to pass it by. Using my right arrow key, I'll advance the candidate to the next photo. Now, comparing these two, I find that I really do like the candidate much better than the current select. This is an easy choice. So here I'll just press the up arrow, which will throw the candidate over into the select position, and also moves the next photo in the sequence into the candidate slot. Now, comparing this next pair, I find that the next candidate is just a little nicer, with the hair not crossing over in front of the mouth. So once again, I'll just hit the up arrow to move it over, and it becomes my pick so far. Now this next one is interesting, where she's looking off camera, but I still think I like my select, so I'll move on with the right arrow key. Ah, now, with the mouth closed and looking off camera, I do think this one is better than the current select, so I'll just hit the up arrow key to move it over. Now, let's take a look at this one. What happened here? Well, it seems pretty clear right away that my flash didn't fire here. And normally, I might just pass one like this by without making an effort to hop over to develop to see how much I could really pull out of it. And so, this is where Quick Develop really shines. All I have to do is roll my mouse over here to the right side, and the panels will slide out. On the Quick Develop panel, these double arrows make pretty substantial adjustments and the single arrow buttons make smaller ones. It's not always that important to know exactly how much it's moving things over in develop. It's actually much more important that you just keep looking at your picture. Remember, Lightroom is a visual tool. You'll always get the most out of it when you learn to trust your eyes. Besides, you're editing here, right? This is not meant to be a place for critical color correction. The quick develop panel is here so that you can make a tweak to a photo right in the middle of your editing session and then move on without breaking your train of thought. So before I start, I'll just double check to make sure my candidate is the active photo by clicking on it because that's the one quick develop is going to be working on. Now I'll roll my mouse over here and I'll just click a couple of times to bring the brightness up. There, that's much better. And I think I'll just give the exposure a nudge, too, to be sure that I clean up that bit of remaining color in the sky. I don't mind at all if that clips to white in this particular case. Now, this is not a tutorial on the difference between brightness and exposure, because they are quite different. And in this case, it's sufficient to say that brightness is pushing the internal basic tone curve up in the middle, and more or less leaving the white point and the black point right where they started. Pushing up exposure, on the other hand, leaves the black point right where it is, but stretches all the rest of the data out to the right and does indeed push stuff off the end of the histogram, which definitely changes your white point. Okay, that's a lot better. I'm liking this candidate more and more as I correct it. But on my monitor, it's still looking just a little cold, and I can adjust the color temperature too. So I'll just roll my mouse back over and bring my temperature control up a couple of clicks to warm things up just a bit. And yes, that's it. I actually think I like this one well enough to promote it to the select now. 
I can use my up arrow, or I can click this button right here to promote it. Now that I've fixed the basic exposure problem, the more I look at this one relative to the others in the sequence, the more I like the softness of the skin tones that I'm getting without the flash. It just goes to show how the one mistake in a shoot can sometimes turn out to be the winner. Now keep in mind that I can use the Quick Develop panel on either the Select or the Candidate. And now that I'm comparing these two, if I want to just tweak my Select just a little more with the Quick Develop, I have to make it active first. So I'll click once on it, and then I'll roll over here to get my panel, and I might just want to dial down the tint just a little bit, just to take a touch of that pinkish color out of her skin. Okay, that's a lot better. And now that I look at these last few candidates, I think I'm done. I'm absolutely sure now that I have my best shot out of the bunch. So clicking the Done button over here takes me out of the Compare mode and leaves me in the Loop mode with a large view of my final select. And if I want to get rid of the rest of the panels around my image, I'll just hold down the Shift key and press Tab. That moves everything out of the way. If I were preparing this photo for exporting or printing, I would definitely take it into the Develop module to finesse all my settings. But for now, I'm actually very happy with the result. Keep in mind that I've corrected this photo on my 23-inch display, and since this QuickTime movie does not have an embedded color profile, it could look quite a bit different when playing on your display or on your iPod than it did to me at the time I was recording this. Well, that's it. A mini tutorial showing how the Quick Develop panel can help you make a snap correction in the middle of an edit without breaking your concentration or your workflow. It's all you need to make fast and easy adjustments in the library and leave the heavy lifting for later in the Develop module, which will be the subject of my next tutorial. So, thanks for watching. As always, please feel free to send your comments to me at georgej.adobe.com. And whether you're shooting or working back in the Lightroom, don't ever forget rule number five.